Welcome everyone to Merrimack College. Merrimack gets set to take on the University of New Hampshire as Hockey East play kicks off tonight. And it's time for our pregame coaches chat. We visit with Merrimack coach Scott Borick. And Scott, uh, last time out, uh, Warriors lose 4 nothing out at RIT. You wind up splitting the two games on the road with Atlantic Hockey. I wondered if I could get your thoughts not only on that game, but uh, also on the trip as a whole. Well, it was a good trip for us, you know, the, the, from the standpoint of uh, having a, a lot of time together as a young group trying to come together. Um, I thought it was a real good game at Holy Cross. It was, it's always tough to get that first win. Uh, they had a good team. They just come off of a big win themselves. So I thought we played well, and I thought we played hard and, and uh, did what we had to do to win the game. And I thought the trip after that, just getting out the RIT and the, and the process of that was and uh, the opportunity to practice uh, at Holy Cross the next day but then travel and kind of be around the team that much was really a positive for us. It will pay dividends down the road. Um, even if we don't see it this year, I think those trips with the trips that kind of bring you all together. We had two of them in three weeks with that trip and the Sault Ste. Marie trip. Yep. So I, I felt really good about that. The RIT game was disappointing on several levels. You know, we uh, we played okay. Like we outchanced them on the chance chart that we keep. We we did some pretty good things offensively. We had some real bad defensive uh, breakdowns. Um, and then we got a number of players injured in the game. I was really disappointed in how the game was played, to be honest with you, physically. And um, I think that we had some guys who are injured now that were uh, not hitting the ways that were really clean. Uh, but, you know, the game was the game, and we lost it 4 to nothing. And I don't want to make the focus out, but I was pretty upset with the way that thing all turned out. Well, Scott, you know, you always kind of look for turning points in the game. Even though you gave up the first goal, I thought, uh, you know, you were toe-to-toe with them. But giving up those two late goals, the late goal in the first, late goal in the second, that always kind of has a tendency to turn things around. I guess uh, from, from our standpoint up in the booth, that, that, that seemed to be a turning point. Well, particularly on the second period, I, I thought uh, you know we had a great chance to score right at the beginning of the game. Didn't they? Did uh, and that was disappointing. They got up two nothing. That second one was a you know that was a difficult one, but I, I still felt we were getting enough chances and enough offenses on time that we would be fine with that. Uh, and then we actually carried the play for a large portion of the play, of the second period, and then we gave up a goal at like that third goal at the, near the end of the period. And that was a backbreaker. It really uh, it was really disappointing. We'd played very hard offensively, and to play that soft defensively was disappointing and that's what allowed them to score that goal and that kind of put the game away for them um, and the third period wasn't much of a period for either team. Well, you know, you talked about how physical the game was and, and how you felt that it that it played out, uh, yet, yet there were only four penalties called in the game. You guys only took one, so uh, is there something to be said for the, for the discipline Merrimack showed only getting whistled for one minor? Yeah, I, I thought so. I mean, it's, it's funny that it's the uh, it's the calls that aren't made that can be really frustrating. And um, you know, I had spoken. I thought the referees did a great job in communicating. I thought our team showed pretty good discipline, knowing that we had some guys get hit pretty pretty um, badly. Uh, and 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 our answer was good. It was not emotional, and it was just let's get back to work, which is a good thing. Um, but you know, unfortunately, a game like that with so few penalties called, and, um, and then you go back and watch the film and you see some of the plays that happened, it was disappointing in that regard uh, because we should have been on the power play a lot more. Well, a couple of guys that you had in the lineup uh, Saturday, Scott, you won't have them tonight, Liam Walsh and Mac Welsh. Uh, what kind of happened with them, and what do you see in terms of uh, updates for getting back, getting those guys back in the lineup? I think Liam Moss is closer than Mac. Um, Mac got hit from behind there late in the game. Uh, I didn't expect it and launched him into the wall. And uh, so he's had a lower body injury that may take a little bit of time. Um, 
Um, Liam got hurt on kind of a guy arm, whipped him, and then pulled him to the ice, um, which happened later in the game uh, by the same player, uh, one of our other guys who didn't get hurt. But Liam, I think, will be ready to go next weekend. Uh, I don't expect Mac to be. Um, but, he, you know, his, it's going to be a little pain tolerance for Liam. Like, he was no way he could play this week, couldn't practice all week. Uh, but I think next week he's feeling like he may be able to get back, and hopefully he'll be ready for the game. Um, the other player that uh, actually before we spoke you probably aren't even aware of who's not playing is Dom Dockery. Yeah. Uh, also got hurt in that game. Uh, and so uh, we lost three pretty good players in that hockey game. And uh, so, Scott, in addition to them, uh, you know, you've had Chase Greesock out for a little while. Uh, is his uh, return uh, is his return closer? Do you think? I think it's imminent. Um, you know, Chase is, a, is obviously a very important piece of our offense, and he really is dying to get back and get back. Um, but he's just in one of those cases, frustratingly for him, where it's going to take longer than his than his uh, legs feel to get back. When he feels good, then it's going to take another week, probably after that point, when he's going to be strong enough to go. So. Uh, I think he's going to be back before Thanksgiving. Uh, the sooner the better, you know, from our standpoint. But uh, right now, I think it's before Thanksgiving would probably be realistic. All right, Scott. And uh, so with uh, with the injuries, uh, you, you know, you won't have the extra skater tonight. Uh, what are your What are your plans for uh, lineup adjustments uh, with these guys being out? Well, you know, the interesting thing, I think we've talked about this before, is every time someone's out, it gives you a really good opportunity to learn more about your team. So I'm kind of excited. You know, Reagan Kimmins went into Greasock's spot and has played really well. And um, I think in that that he's getting more confidence, he's getting better, so that when Chase comes back, we get a better right wing and Reagan Kimmins than we had before Chase went out, which makes us a better team. Uh, Benny Brown and Joey Cassetti are going to re- replace Mac Welsher and um, Liam Walsh in our top nine. And, you know, those are players that were recruited because we felt they could get there and uh, this is probably a little earlier than we thought but it's going to be a really nice opportunity for them as well so you know, to be honest with you I'm, I'm kind of excited you know we had all five freshman defensemen playing and then a sophomore um, and then we have most of the freshman forwards that are healthy playing and I think it's going to give us an opportunity to learn a little bit more about who we are and help us grow tonight. And uh, in, in terms of goaltending, Scott, tonight, uh, do you come back with Yuri Hudema? We're coming back with Yuri. You know, he uh, you know, he missed both games last week. Uh, I, thought, I thought Troy did a nice job and um, you know, got us our first win, got his first win. And, you know, I think Yuri comes back. Let's see how he does. You know, he's, uh, he's a very talented young man who's adjusting to being, uh, obviously, on um, in North America and into the style of play in the game. I'm hoping that he's uh, further along than he was the last time. Uh, but I think he's going to get there for sure. And, and Troy's competitiveness has really helped that a lot, too. I think Troy being able to take the net, and even uh, James Corcoran, who took the net against Wisconsin, uh, that makes the other goalie better because he knows he's got to work to get the net back. So I'm hopeful that will translate to tonight. Scott, hockey's play gets going tonight. The UNH Wildcats are in town. They picked up three points out of Miami in the first weekend, lost at Bentley in overtime. This is a team that's very good in their transition game, good with the puck. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Wildcats as we approach this one tonight? Well, I think their top two lines are as good as they in the league. They're really strong. They can really skate. Patrick Grasso is a thing as a problem to handle, and Jackson Pearson and you know Angus Crookshank. Those are all players that you're going to hear for top, uh, you know, rookie not rookie honors, but league honors at some point. They're all very good players and pretty high end. And then uh, Gildan on the back end can be very explosive as well. So uh, I think they're a really good offensive team. Uh, our message to our team is let's outwork this team tonight and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, 
but we really need to have a high-end effort without the puck because if we don't, um, you know, they're a lot like Wisconsin. They're not probably at that end of the, the uh, offensive ability, but still pretty high. Uh, and if you give them space, they, they score and they can score in buckets. So we need to make sure we don't do that. Uh, the game against Bentley, I thought Bentley played really well inside the dots, really well in front of their net. Um, you know, UNH had the puck probably 70% of that game, um, but Bentley blocked a ton of shots and was able to keep traffic away from the net by having their own traffic already there. Uh, and then they, they capitalized on a couple of breaks. So we need to have the same kind of game plan tonight where we play as a, as a pack defensively, um, and then when we get our chances, we finish them. And with UNH being so good of a transition team, I would imagine that I guess you'd want them to play a 200-foot game and, and really take care of the puck. Yeah, we need to, and uh, you know, I thought we did some of that against Wisconsin, and then it got away from us and became kind of a um, pond hockey game. This can't be that kind of game. We, uh, last year we played UNH at UNH, and I was really concerned about the Whittemore Center because our team did not skate well. Uh, we played really hard; thought we played harder than they did, and, and we lost the game. We probably could have, or maybe should have won, uh, or gotten a point out of. And then we came back here and played them a few weeks later, and played them in a pond hockey game. Played their kind of game; they beat us five nothing going away. So, um, you know, our players need to understand how we're successful and pond hockey's not our route to success all right scott i want to thank you very much for giving us a few minutes as always good luck tonight no game tomorrow uconn's in town friday night we'll talk to you then thanks mike really appreciate it all right that's scott borek he's the head coach of the merrimack warriors when mike macknick and i will return we're back with the duncan starting lineup next you're listening to merrimack warrior men's hockey on the merrimack radio sports network